The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You got, you got, you got, you got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondy. And a fabulous good afternoon to each of you and everyone listening to the show. And it is correct, I am the big Fabu, I'm John Fondy, and this is... Uh, this happens to be the May 5th, our Cinco de Mayo show, so we're kind of sitting here uh, uh, swilling down the tequila and kind of getting ready for the evening celebration here, which is kind of no different than what we normally do on a daily basis anyway here, and particularly on these shows. But uh, welcome to InboxRadio.com. If you've just joined us for the first time, you can go to Inboxed Radio. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D Radio.com, and uh, we've got a chat room there, and that chat room is going to be manned and... Uh, and will be uh, technically taken over by Anthony in our studio. Or you can go to the Webmaster Radio. That's webmasterradio.fm. They also have a chat room, and Brasco will be manning that chat room. What we'll do is we'll have several uh, distinguished guests on our show, and if you've got questions for them during the topic that's there, you can send out uh, a chat message to us, and we'll try to get that question answered for you live on the air. And if we take your question and we put it on the air, then you'll get a uh, custom uh, special edition inboxed radio cap. But we got a great, great show for you here today, of course. It's our Cinco de Mayo show, so the name of our show is you know, How to Swim in the Social Media Shark Tank. And of course, in today's show, we're going to be um, talking about the riskiest online cities. Uh, so you can be thinking about the top 10 of the riskiest online cities, and you can actually text those in Nebraska, and whoever gets most of those right will go ahead and send you an inbox radio cap. Believe it or not, there are some cities out there that are finding themselves maybe a little bit underprotected, so we're going to kind of uh, tell you what those risky cities are, and that is, of course, uh, given to us compliments of Norton and the report that they just did in March of 2010. Again, a great show. Uh, we've got... Uh, Doug Thorpe is going to join us. He's going to talk about a great publication. It's 12 and a half ways to get ahead on LinkedIn. In addition to that, we're going to be speaking with Mickey Kahn from Mobile Marketer Daily. He just uh, put a post up here recently about the five trends that are going to drive mobile marketing and commerce. Talk with Brasco a little bit about AFCON that's coming up in December and um, in uh, June, uh, June. June 25th. And, um, and then also, Too much of course, tequila already. Wow. Yeah, this one, the tequila's kicking in already. <laughs> and, of course, that is the voice of my broadcasting uh, partner. That is the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks, John. You know, I, I, uh, I guess you're about six drinks ahead of me because I just went out to a, a beautiful lunch out in the lake, and, uh, and I had a, an Arnold Palmer, which is just an iced tea and lemonade. Uh, but it sounds like you've been uh, hitting the XY7 uh, kitchen bar already, huh? Why should this show be any different? <laughs> sure. But, 
Yeah, got uh, some Cinco de Mayo uh, celebrations that we're that we're working through and stuff like that. But speaking of Cinco de Mayo celebrations, you've been kind of actually really kind of in a uh, in workout mode recently. For you've got an event that's going to be coming up in in June as well, don't you? Yeah, John, I'm doing the uh, the Avon Walk in Chicago, June fifth and sixth. Um, benefiting survivors of uh, breast cancer, so it's a forty-mile walk over two days. So I'm just, uh, and I, as you see, I'm uh, working on the treadmill. We've got the treadmill desk in the office, so I'm doing a few miles a day there, and then uh, working out literally every day on the elliptical, and uh, you know, doing some uh, some bike riding as well. So I'm really uh, putting myself uh, through through some pain. So I'm not in pain on that uh, that Saturday and Sunday in less than a month. So. Well, Kevin, you're, you're probably one of the you have one of the busiest schedules I think uh, I've seen of everybody. You're going a million miles an hour and multitask like about four or five people. Why are you doing this walk? Um, you know, it, it's just I, I like to give back, as you know, John, and everything I do. And this is uh, it seems like you know Missy Ward is a, a good friend of mine, and so is Scott Rick. And it seems that uh, you know they're behind it. So I said, you know, they asked me. I said, let me let me get behind it as well. So I think it's uh, it's going to be fun. And I also want to put out that you can still donate. Um, for whatever reason, my link wasn't working for a couple of weeks, but it's back up. So if you go to affiliatesgiveback.com, there's all the different people walking there. Um, so you can still donate. And I know Missy's doing uh, a auction. I think is it Friday, John? A charity auction? Yeah. Yeah, I tried to check with her on the auction. I haven't found anything about it. She's traveling back okay. from uh, from California right now. Uh, we I think we're going to have her on the show next week. To talk a little okay. bit more about the walk and the auction. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll I'll find out. Uh, I'll find out also. I'll take a look during the show and see if I can find out any information on it. Definitely. Sure, we're gonna talk. We'll talk a little bit about some of the guest speakers that she has planned for uh, Affiliate Summit in New York and get kind of caught up with her a little bit as well. So I'm uh, going to talk a little bit later on uh, in the show about a recent article that had come out that was written um, by a fellow by the name of Pace, Pace Latin, and he's talking about uh, about how the affiliate marketers have kind of been taking a little bit of a hit uh, from in the social media side as well. And, of course, checking in with this right now, is uh, a gentleman who's a, a senior management professional, and he's got a reputation of excellence and innovation. He's a leader, and he basically teaches people how to lead uh, in in their world as well. And he's most recently um, uh, he was mentioned in an article that I read in um, in Adweek, and it talked about um, his wife, who's a teaching professor, passing out a booklet. That booklet was 12.5 ways to get ahead on LinkedIn. And of course, we're welcome to our show, Doug Thorpe. Doug, thanks so much for being with us today on the Inbox Radio show. Well, thank you, John, for inviting me. Well, you know, I kind of had a chance to read, read through your story a little bit, and, and uh, like, like, um, like most individuals we have out here, sometimes, uh, um, you know, desperation is the creator of innovation, if you will, and, and uh, so as you look through your illustrious career, you, you take people who really are kind of uh, maybe a little bit down on their luck, and you basically pick them up, dust them off, put them back in the, through the professional ranks using, uh, you know, your leadership skills and stuff, and uh, so you're, you're out there, you're out there kind of pulling for everybody, aren't you? Well, we are. We uh, About two years ago, we put together a community outreach that we call Jobs Ministry Southwest. That operates out of the Houston area. And uh, you're right, it was designed to help people that are in career transition in between jobs and uh, needing some help and some ideas on how to navigate this uh, job market these days. Uh, getting a new job it, it doesn't work like it did in 1985. 
No, I think that really the, the, the thing is now is that you've got to get it out there. It's no longer just defined to just the city that you live in. Um, it's, it's become a lot tougher when you're finding people out there uh, like yourself and myself with MBAs. And, and there's people that, that uh, are literally willing to take anything out that marketplace. But you kind of help, help uh, with some of the tools to help bridge that gap and, and kind of put the right people with, with the right folks. That's correct. That's correct. We have a kind of our own master plan for helping people design a personal job search strategy to uh, to navigate the waters and make the contacts they need and and get themselves presented in a positive and value added way to uh, to try to rise above the the thousands that are out there. Well, uh, you were in the mortgage business uh, a couple of years ago, and like anybody that's uh, that's a professional that's in and around a lot of uh, uh, of the the building and the housing industry and things like that, you've you've really had kind of had to retool yourself a little bit as well too. And I think starting the Jobs Ministry Southwest, and uh, um, you know, you know. You know, thank goodness that uh, you know your wife's still at Bellhaven and, and all that. But you were able to to jump out there and create. And uh, you wrote a book called Twelve Point Five Ways to Get Ahead on LinkedIn. Tell us more about that. Yeah, John, uh, that was a byproduct of a lot of our efforts as I uh, began working with these career transition folks and doing some executive coaching. I realized uh, one of the one of the preeminent questions out there was, hey, Doug, what's up with this social media stuff? Do I need to be there? What should I be doing? What's the right move, and what do I need to do? So uh, I investigated the you know, the waterfront, did a lot of my own study on it, and uh, kind of had my own personal epiphany and takeaway that LinkedIn was, in fact, probably leading the pack, at, at least in terms of uh, working for the professional market. And that's not to take away from any of the other powerful social media tools that are out there, but in terms of really serving the needs of of uh, business people and those that are focused on their career situation, uh, LinkedIn clearly had a lot of uh, a lot of attributes that that made sense. I personally had been a user. I've, I've been on the system for about four years myself, so I was already. Uh, a fan of uh, the value that I got out of it, and my my network, you know, was uh, working well and growing. So I uh, put the book together about a year ago to to try to just uh, sort of keep it simple, keep the the teaching tools simple, make the message clear for people to understand how you get out there and and what you can do with it. You know, it's, it's funny, Doug, because I. Um you know, when we get new prospects in, especially for uh, for better positions in our company, um, that's the first thing we do is check the LinkedIn as well, check the recommendations, and then you know further further we'll look at their Facebook accounts or what have you, and and uh, um, look at them online. But uh, you know, LinkedIn is one of our first resources as well when uh, when looking at an applicant. So it's, it's right. definitely uh, you know one of, one of the best uh, the best tools to be able to see you know who somebody knows, who's recommending them, what they're uh, if their uh, resume correlates with what what's on there and what have you, so I, I think it's a great tool. Uh, we actually even started looking at advertising on there um, just for for more higher end services right. as well, because it right. is a great great demographic. 
Well, one of the drivers uh, that, that uh, brought me to this place was the fact that uh, even 12 to 14 months ago, articles were appearing in uh, Wall Street Journal and New York Times about corporate America relying on tools like LinkedIn to do some of their talent placement and talent finding. And um, what I tell people in my book and in my seminars, if you think about it, we, we have a perfect storm going on. The uh, the sheer numbers of those in transition needing to find jobs have just you know they're they're kind of at all time highs, and those numbers are flooding the the old systems. Uh, the right. job boards uh, get slammed uh, anytime an employer posts a job. Uh, they get hundreds, if not thousands, of applicants within hours of making that posting. And from an HR perspective, you just can't really process that. Yeah, I found actually personally again, you know, put, putting out let's say a Craigslist ad or what have you. You're absolutely right, Doug. You'll get you'll get literally hundreds, if not thousands, in a day. Um, and I've just found the best the best way to uh, for us to weed through them is look at people's thoroughness and put very explicit instructions on what we want the applicant to do. And if they don't follow that, then immediately mass delete them. Um, so that really cuts down on, sure. give it or not, a 92, 93% of all applications coming in, they're just not following directions. So, I mean, that's the only way we can deal with it, but otherwise you're right. It's an HR nightmare if you had to literally say, okay, each is, each are created equal, and we must take each one and look at each one um, and evaluate it. it. It is. It's just it's ridiculous at this point. Well, and it, what it's done, it's created a situation for the first time, to my knowledge, the, uh, the web term phishing now has a positive connotation. Okay, great. As uh, employers and recruiters go out fishing for potential candidates, uh, you uh, you know you can if you're the employer, you can cut through a lot of the noise. And I uh, I teach my uh, transition people that uh, uh, the old rule you got to be present to win is is the name of the game. Sure. And if you're missing your chance to build a profile on LinkedIn, you're you're just uh, you're just way behind the curve. I agree. Now, what's happening with recruiters? I mean, not, 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 I don't want to take this off in a different, you know, different direction. But I mean, are recruiters even? Is that even still a a viable business in this in this perfect storm? When I say recruiters, well, I'm talking about people people that are you know going going out there. Because I mean, I, I get calls every once in a while, Kevin. We've got the perfect candidate, yada yada yada. But I mean, is that still even a decent business? Well, my experience is yes, they they uh, they are still present, they're still viable. But as with anything, when a you've had a seismic shift in the marketplace, uh, everybody has to kind of redefine themselves. And I think the recruiters are without exception there. They uh, uh, they have had to remodel. And I can tell you, in in my own um, you know organization where we we try to dovetail all of those moving parts. We, we have a broad network of recruiters that are very active, and there are still engagements. Uh, there are still opportunities there, but what I coach people to do is, is find yourself a couple of very good ones and stick with them. But defining what a good recruiter is uh, really is a two-way street. It's somebody right. that, if you're a candidate, you've got to help them as much as they're helping you. Sure. Makes sense. Hey, let's talk a little bit uh, now, Doug, about uh, about the 12.5 ways to get ahead. I don't want to give away the whole book because we want to uh, encourage people to, to pick it up. But uh, typically, what are some of the, the grave errors that you see people doing uh, when using the LinkedIn uh, uh, service? 
Well, here's the thing. If somebody's not really a, a student or participated in social media of any kind, it, you know, it, it's almost like picking up a foreign language. It is, it is strange to you, and it, there is a learning curve there. What I teach in my seminars, and I uh, explain in detail in the book, is that there are three basic objectives that I think somebody that wants to be a user of LinkedIn needs to look at, and I can go over those real quick. Number one, they need to build a personal brand. This is your storefront. This is your website that can be open and available 24-7. So if you do the right things with your page, your uh, LinkedIn calls it a profile, you, you, you explain the value proposition you've got. You can talk about your experience. You can offer solutions. You can do all of that. The second thing is... Um, it, it's a great tool for managing your contact network. I don't know a job coach in the last three years that hasn't encouraged people to learn something about effective networking. And that is, the word itself maybe is a little bit overused and uh, not understood, but uh, LinkedIn gives you an ability. It's a tool. It's not the end-all, be-all. But it's a great tool for building your network and then managing and maintaining. And the amazing thing about the networking features on LinkedIn is that not only do you keep track of your direct contacts, but you get some insight into, into levels past them of who they know. And I can come back and we'll talk more about that. The third other objective is the, the notion of being able to perform some great research on any target companies you might be wanting to connect with. Um, the, the corporate America seems to be growing in their willingness to share information, and, and of course, LinkedIn offers a company page that um, you know corporations and even privately held companies can build their company level profiles, and with that information, the system ties together people that are either current or former employees of those companies. And boy, reaching out to those guys in a networking fashion to get insights into the challenges and the potential with each one of those companies is invaluable research if you're trying to set up for a job interview. Well, great. What we're going to do is see if we can get you to hold over the bay on the break a little bit. We want to do a personal introduction between you and Mickey Kahn. Speaking of networking, it's something we always do on the Inbox Radio Show. He's uh, an industry writer and uh, wrote a great article for Mobile Marketer Daily. We're going to bring him on here in just a little bit. But we're going to take a moment here. I've got to fill up the shot glass with another shot of, of tequila here, and we'll continue our theme for my own show. Right back, right after these very short messages, talking again with Doug Thorpe, and he is the author of 12.5 Ways to Get Ahead on LinkedIn. When we come back, we'll be talking with uh, mobile marketer, daily writer, Mickey Kahn, who will be talking to us from Chicago. So for Inbox Radio, I am the soon-to-be-well-intoxicated Big Fabu. I'm John Fondy. This is Inbox Radio. We'll be right back right after these short messages. Brad. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inbox will return after this. XYZ in the media market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, as, or maybe. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing left. 
lacking, don't get it cracking. Keep it coming straight, state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866 XY7 page. It's toll free, tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group. Online marketing with measurable results. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody! Wow. Kevin, I'm sitting here with the the XY7 shot glass that lights up. I have got the uh, bottle of. I went into the XY7 commissary kitchen, and um, I've poured myself a nice little shot of uh, of some great gold tequila right now. And I want to share this with uh, with Rihanna out there. So, Rihanna, if you'll raise your virtual shot glass, and to all of you folks that are on the Inbox Radio Show, Happy Cinco de Mayo to you, coming from the Big Fabu, John Fondi. Ah, <laughs> 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 what a great work environment this awesome. is. Anyway, nevertheless, welcome back to the Inbox Radio Show. I'm John Fondy, hosting the show along with my sidekick, Kevin DiVincenzi. He's a click father. Kevin, you guys got any uh, Cinco de Mayo plans? Uh, no, not currently. Um, I haven't really planned on, on anything yet. I've been uh, just delving into work right now and um, nothing yet. We'll see. I just play it by ear. It has... Uh, as I do with everything here in Vegas, you know? Yes, did Rihanna enjoy her virtual shot? Um, I don't know. She's actually, uh, I'm in the upstairs office. She's somewhere else, so I don't know. I'd have to, okay. I'll, I'll aim to find out. 
Well, great. We um, uh, got some great guests on the show right now. We've got Doug Thorpe. He's joining us talking about his publication, 12.5 Ways to Get Ahead on LinkedIn. You had mentioned uh, a couple of things before about uh, some some things to look for, uh, Doug. And uh, so we'll go ahead and let you kind of continue that here for a couple of minutes before we bring Mickey on as well. All right, John, thanks. Uh, yeah, what I was saying is uh, three main objectives. Build a good brand, manage your your network, and then perform great research on the companies you might be targeting if you're a job seeker out there looking. But, it, you know, this stuff works for uh, business development people, uh, anybody that uh, has uh, customer responsibility uh, or market share responsibility if you're out there trying to uh, do new things. You know, I've uh, I've sold my books and had seminar attendees that are uh, not between jobs. They're just trying to make uh, uh, you know expand their their business horizon, and they're using LinkedIn in powerful ways for that too. Well, how can somebody get a hold of that uh, that gem and uh, start using it? Well, uh, the best way to do it, our uh, our website with a uh, shopping cart uh, ready available for the book is uh, called 12.5ways.com. Trick is you need to use the numbers in there where it says 12, use 1, 2, and <laughs> then uh, point, you spell it out, and then 5 is the number in ways.com. Okay, again, that's so you use the number 12, you spell out the word point, and the number 5. Well, John, yeah. let's put a link from my yeah. website as well, huh? Yeah, we'll go ahead and throw that, that up there for you. And uh, yeah, so thanks. people can get a hold of that as well. .com. There's a link there about the book and uh, a quick and easy way to order it. We'll get it right out in the mail to you. Good. I think what we, we may do uh, here in the well, near future sorry, is uh, we, may, we may put together some inexperienced people, get them uh, get the book in their hands, and uh, kind of maybe do a little continuing saga of how, how this is working out for them. How does that sound for you, Jug? Oh, that'd be great. I'd be happy to help you with that. Well, great. Hey, Kev, any last-minute words or thoughts for, for Doug Thorpe? Oh, I was just asking, is there a uh, digital version available right now, either through the iTunes or, uh, you know, I see that uh, iPad's got something now, like the Kindle as well, so you can download books. Is that something you have or something you plan on doing, Doug? We we are in development of that. We're taking the manuscript, getting it all uh, pushed out and con uh, converted to that, and we hope to have that out uh, anytime soon. Well, awesome. great. Uh, again, I'm going to bring on a gentleman right now. I want to make an introduction here, part of our online uh, networking as well. And um, this gentleman just wrote a great article in Mobile Marketer, uh, which I subscribe to, uh, titled Five Trends for Driving Mobile Marketing and Commerce this year, and took his time out of his daily schedule back at a seminar, uh, direct response seminar back where he was asked to speak in Chicago. And I'm talking about uh, welcoming Mickey Kahn. Mickey, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, John. Very kind to have you on, Mo. Well, great to have you, and I'd like to make an introduction to Doug Thorpe. Doug, meet Mickey. Mickey, meet Doug. Hi, Doug. Hi, Mickey. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Great. Thank you. Part of our little way of networking things together, and of course, I want to thank Doug Thorpe, uh, author of Twelve Point Five Ways to Get Ahead on LinkedIn. Doug, we'll have you back on the show again. Appreciate you taking the time, uh, and uh, give my best to you, to your family and all the guys you're working with out there as well. Oh, John, uh, we right, had John, one question. Kevin, thank you, guys. Uh, good work. Talk to you later. Uh, hold, oh, hey, Doug. Doug, Doug? Doug? Yeah. we have a question. We had a question on the chat, and I want to make sure we had that answer for you. Uh, yeah, go question ahead. is. Oh, okay. Is there a way to use LinkedIn in a more real-time way and get together with folks online and something like Skype? You know, 
um, what I would tell people is uh, the way to do that is use the, the the network management tools to identify those people and 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 make it a, a collection of your basic contact information. But then the key to this thing is you're still networking one-on-one. So use all your other available tools to be able to reach out to people. And, you know, yeah, you can make it real-time, but it won't be inside LinkedIn. You'll have to make arrangements with those people to do other things using maybe Skype or your other other tools you've got at your disposal. Well, great. Thank you so much. Uh, good good information from Doug Thorpe, again, the author of 12.5 Ways or 12 and a half Ways to Get Ahead on LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us, Doug. All right, John. Thank you. Okay. Hey, kind of moving on here as we kind of stay in the uh, – uh, so much of uh, social media cabin has gone into the mobile market as well, too. And uh, it seems like uh, – you know, Kevin, when you think of the transition of man, when uh, man started out, you sort of see that picture of, uh, you know, of an ape kind of dragging his knuckles on the ground. Then you sort of see the next picture where he has a little bit less hair on his body, but he's kind of standing up. And then the next picture kind of shows him in a suit with a briefcase. I think – in reality, uh, the trend that we're seeing now is the next picture is somebody with their with their hands outstretched in front of them with some kind of a mobile device in, in their hands. People are attached to the hip to these mobile devices, aren't they? They really are, you know. And uh, I, as you know, I carry around a lot of uh, a lot of phones, John, and and uh, mini computers and uh, what have you. Um, it's just uh, amazing, you know. The iPad sold uh, what over a million units now. I mean, I just got my 3GS uh, last Friday, um, and I've been, you know, every, I, I saw Jay Ukes when he got his. It was just like a Wi-Fi one. One, one of our friends um, said, you know, when he got it, he charged it, and then didn't put it down until the battery died. And that was pretty much the same thing here. Um, I've been able to use it for literally everything I do, with the exception of actually making ads, because you can't. Uh, it just doesn't sync properly for the ad making, but starting ads, restarting ads, checking stats, sending email, um, you know, doing my Facebook updates. I mean, everything else is virtually uh, flawless. It works great, um, you know. And on top of that, now uh, you know, Rihanna's gotten into all the app games, so uh, so the thing gets used probably twenty hours a day. It's great. Well, with us uh, is Mickey Kahn, and Mickey, you say bold, uh, bold statement in your article today that uh, Apple Steve John is the Mac Daddy of mobile. So let's go ahead and jump into that statement a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you just mentioned uh, the iPad. I mean, Steve Jobs is literally setting the agenda for uh, mobile marketing and content, and uh, you know, uh, this guy is out to change the world of mobile the way he changed the world of computing, and. What we see now with the iPad is uh, Steve Jobs taking the mobile model and basically transitioning it to the regular wide web and the computer-based environment. Uh, you mentioned one million iPads sold in 28 days, and uh, right. 12 million uh, iPad apps were downloaded in that period. And uh, wow. I mean, so what we see is, although. Um, you know, Apple is still a niche player in the smartphone market. I think uh, uh, the iPhone is still the third uh, most uh, popular smartphone in the United States. It has an outsized influence on how Google and Microsoft and, you know, Samsung and all the other manufacturers and software companies approach mobile content and commerce and um, advertising. So. What I feel is that Apple is the only manufacturer out there which has a hardware strategy, 
They've got the iPhone, they've got the iPod, and now they've got the iPad. They've got a software strategy, they've got the operating system. Uh, they've got a content strategy, they've got the app stores. The uh, iPhone app store has 200,000 apps now. And uh, they've got a uh, commerce strategy with iTunes and, uh, you know, with anything that sells on their mobile store. Well, you, uh, yeah. as you as you kind of look at the the way that that uh, the, the way that it's the direction that's going, yeah, eMarketer in your article mentioned uh, last year estimated about four point uh, four to sixteen million uh, was done in spending, and, and over another three years expected to be a billion and a half dollars, and and it looks like it might be reaching that a little bit sooner. Uh, a lot of companies out there are combining their mobile commerce sites and applications along with text backed loyalty programs that tie in with uh, with email and direct mail. Uh, talk about some of the experiences that you've seen or, or heard out there, Mickey. Yes, I mean, the whole trend seems to be multi-channel marketing. I mean, uh, I don't believe uh, in marketing that's single-channel based. I mean, that's not how we lead our lives. And it's very important for us to understand that if you're a brand, like, say, for example, Pepsi, your audience is, uh, you know, young, but it's also mobile. It's also computer savvy. Uh, they're also interested in games. So you've got to be, uh, you've got to have uh, marketing or advertising presence on all different touch points. And that includes mobile, that includes outdoor, it includes uh, online. Um, I mean, we've noticed brands such as, uh, you know, McDonald's is doing a lot of stuff to get people into their stores to taste the sandwiches and to sample new coffees. Uh, we've noticed Papa John's is using mobile for ordering. You can actually place an order on the Papa John's mobile site and get a pizza delivered. Uh, Domino's is doing the same thing. Um, you've got Steve Madden, uh, which allows you to buy shoes off their mobile commerce site. Um, and then the movie studios like Warner Brothers and Universal Pictures uh, run ads and banner ads on various uh, mobile publisher sites like, you know, the New York Times mobile site or CNN. And this attracts a lot of uh, attention from uh, mobile users, they click on these units, they engage, they play, they go to the landing pages. So you're seeing, uh, you know, mobile becoming a very, very interactive environment. I mean, people always think of mobile as a channel, and that's, you know, completely wrong. Mobile is a medium, and it has several channels. You've got talk, you've got text, you've got video, you've got the mobile web, you've got applications, uh, you've got uh, mapping. And each one of these channels has potential for targeted advertising, marketing, and commerce. Well, and, and we're seeing that it's that it's starting to sort of tie back together now, from uh, where all of these different uh, applications are now starting to be able to sort of maybe draft off of each other a little bit. And we've had the conversation several times, you know, being that we live in the email marketing space and have done very very well on that. And the purpose for the uh, purpose, you know, for the inbox radio show, uh, we're seeing both of these people, both of these applications playing nicely in the same sandbox. Yes, uh, you know, and, you know, I mean, we well, obviously we are a publisher whose main uh, delivery vehicle is email. And believe me, I still say that email is the best marketing tool out there. Uh, although we cover mobile, 
but uh, as a publisher, we find that email accomplishes a lot. And, uh, you know, if, if you've got a handset, you can get the email in your inbox, too, on your handset. The only problem you face is uh, handsets such as the BlackBerry strip out images just to make sure that, you know, their networks are not clogged. But um, I believe that uh, if you had to tie email with anything, it would be, you know, uh, a mobile website, you know, so if you send an email to someone and it's opening on their handset, then the ability, your email should have the ability to link to the mobile landing page and not go to the wide web landing page. So that's the kind of software you want to use if you're a retailer. Um, the other thing uh, you should keep in mind is the use of email with SMS in a loyalty program. Um, if you've got a mail-based loyalty program and you've added email, uh, SMS is logical. I mean, you see casinos doing this really well. Harris uh, has uh, some pilots out there where, you know, you walk into uh, one of their hotels, I think it's the Rio, and they ask you for your uh, cell phone number, and they say, hey, listen, opt-in, and they'll ask you permission twice. You opt-in while you're there, and they say that for the duration of your stay, we'll send you, we'll text you offers uh, to restaurants uh, or for merchandise or for shows, and... Um, and so, you know, you're there three days, you're in their system, they know what you're doing by your response to them, and that way, uh, you know, they might even encourage you to basically become part of the database on a long-term basis. So, um, this way... Well, they actually do, they actually do, when you, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but being that I live in Vegas and I opt into all these different things, yep. uh, when you opt in, it's not just for your trip. Um, I'm opted in at the yeah. MGM Grand, at the uh, the MGM Mirage, uh, Mandalay Bay, yeah. Red Rock Station, Golden Nugget. I'm opted into you know many of the major casinos, and you'll get them almost every Friday. I think I spoke about this last week. Um, I get text messages about you know who's playing at which club. Uh, an Eve nightclub is another one that I get from uh, City Center. Um, so it's yeah. definitely something they keep on marketing to, not just while you're there, but even when you go home. You know, hoping that. They're going to get something compelling enough to make you, you know, get on a plane and come back. Absolutely right. So you've uh, you t t going back and talked about the major brands. Uh, you've written about Walmart uh, from time to time as well. They they really have got quite a wide array of customer base that they would deal with. So I would assume they would have possibly several different type programs or several different messages they would be sending out. Well, Walmart right now is um, basically texting. Uh, messages uh, encouraging people to go into their stores uh, to pick up, you know, diapers, to pick up beverages, um, uh, detergent, and the usual stuff that they would normally uh, send you, I mean, or publicize through the circular. So um, Walmart's goal with SMS is to get foot traffic in the store. Walmart is not trying to sell you anything on the mobile channel. They're using mobile as... Uh, a driver to retail, and I think every single retailer can do the same. I mean, Target is doing this, Best Buy is doing this, Creighton Barrel is doing this, um, Steve Madden is doing it, Wet Seal is doing it. So, I mean, it's very cost-effective. It builds a relationship with the consumer, and at the same time, you're getting people into the store where impulse purchases take place. 
Yeah, in fact, uh, in, when in building these campaigns, it uh, you, you gives you the chance whether you're going to build this campaign as a subscription campaign or if you're going to uh, build it as a commerce campaign, and uh, um, it uh, it. Tr- Truly allows uh, allows you to take advantage of cer- a certain person's targeted ba- behavioral targeting that takes place, and in many cases, as you guys mentioned, when you're in the casino, you really are able to drill down on those those people to one keep them at a table, and in many cases, even be able to put the put the you know locator services on them to find out what part of the casino that they're in, so you can even target more. It's just it's 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 become fascinating, uh, you know, Mickey. T- you, you talk about trends um, you know let's talk about what's taken place we've probably had one of the most rapid rapid growth spurts in uh, in technology over the last 12 months um, do you see do you see things slowing down now have we are we going to play with what we have now or is there or, any thoughts on the next next best thing that we can see coming out um, I think you're going to maintain the same pace of uh, technological innovation for years and years to come. I mean, mobile is not even done. Uh, you're going to see in the next two years, one out of two uh, subscribers have smartphones in their hands. You're talking about 125 million subscribers will have phones just like the iPhone. I mean, you, you can imagine what's going to happen. I mean, people will be reading the news on their phones. I mean, they'll be uh, playing games. They'll be uh, making purchases. They'll be, uh, you know, they'll be using it for GPS. They'll be using social media. I mean, it's uh, video, television. I mean, the world's your oyster with mobile. And what I see happening uh, in about three years' time is the same amount of interaction with the small screen will translate to the biggest screen, that's television. And I foresee uh, you getting uh, Internet on TV the way you get Internet on mobile and Internet on your regular computer. And that is going to change the world of marketing again. And again, you know, TV will get another uh, fresh leaf of life. And you're going to see um, YouTube especially dominate television in the next two to three years with all their videos and everything else. So be prepared uh, to have a similar discussion on how, you know, television uh, has completely changed the world, just like how mobile is changing the world today. So you're talking about like a clickable TV, right? Because they talked about that for years and years where the cable companies would, uh, you know, being that you can already buy pay-per-view and on-demand, that you'd be able to actually buy products and services. And I think some are actually have already launched it. You're talking about a fully integrated clickable TV. Is that what you're saying? Fully integrated. And these these TV sets will come with Internet capability. You see, a lot lot of these manufacturers uh, haven't, I mean, your typical TV set is not, uh, what do you say, very internet friendly unless you hook something up or you tweak right. with the set top box. This one is right. hey, I've got an internet channel. Click, go to internet. And that's it. Every single you'll come you'll you'll have a wireless keyboard, just like how we had many years ago, or you could use your cell phone or whatever. The thing is that you everything that you watch uh, on a computer you'll be able to do on television with even better clarity. So I I suspect that Apple again will take the lead there and probably have their own applications for television. So, so think right. about that. I mean, you know, our whole world is going to change. I mean, this well, is a golden the, age uh, for content. Free DTV, which is coming out in the summer, that, that uh, I know at least one company's uh, got TVs ready to go. Um, from what I hear, the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs are going to be uh, in 3D this year. 
Um, the um, the soccer championship is going to be in 3D. A lot of different events, and they're just going to start rolling it out next month. Um, and I don't know what the first-generation TVs are going to look like, except that you are going to need the glasses and what have you. But, I mean, imagine the advertising possibilities there when you've got uh, 3D TVs. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, especially if there's, you know, who, who knows where it's going to go. I mean, it's, it's definitely such an exciting time. You know, I was just thinking I, I feel so fortunate being 38 years old because I, I've been able to live through all the different phases of, um, you know, starting with, uh, you know, with cell phones becoming big brick phones and, and all, the, all the different, my first computer being a TRS-80 and the way everything has evolved over time when now we're walking around with iPads and wirelessly and, you know, it, it's, it's absolutely nuts. And I, I just can't wait to see what the next 10 years brings. And that's, that's, that's so I true. I, and I even have more, more, more to add to that because my first uh, laptop was actually a stone tablet with a chisel, and I think I worked with this guy named Moses. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, when we come back, we were going to be talking. <laughs> but they had we really are, good wine, John, didn't they? What, what's that, man? But they had really good wine, didn't they? Absolutely, they did. When we come back, we're going to hold Mickey over. We're going to talk a little bit about privacy groups uh, getting their nose out of joint with online content, a couple of articles that have come out, and even talk about the America's riskiest online cities um, uh, so that uh, you can kind of see where you fit in. We'll talk about data encryption and prevention-sensitive information and things of that nature. Top 10 worst cities in the United States, and we'll have that and more. Right now, I'm filling up another XY7.com shot glass Pouring a little Jose Cuervo as we kind of pass it on off into the sunset. We've got one more segment. We're going to come back with more from Mickey Khan and Mobile Marketer. When Inbox Radio continues on our single to mile show. I'm Jumping Fabu. We'll be right back. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inbox will return after this. Consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite Elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart? or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? 
You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. <laughs> okay, hey, we need more breaks in the show, so I can keep filling up this shot glass. Hey, welcome to the <laughs> Inbox Radio Show. I am the big freaking Fabu, having a little bit of tequila while we're doing the show here. I'll tell you, life, Kevin DiVincenzi, does not get better than this. Wow! Yeah, you just—you uh, sound like you're having a great time there, John. <laughs> <laughs> just me and my little friend doing a radio show here, and I think we're doing okay. Um, there you go. Hey, we're <laughs> But all all serious now. We're talking about America's riskiest online cities. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. What do you think some of those cities are? Okay, riskiest can uh, based on what, John? Uh, based on um, you know cyber crime th- threats and things of that nature. Based on cyber threats and things. Of that. Okay, riskiest not based upon population though. Okay, so riskiest cities: um, New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Okay, you got one out of three. Um, That's it. <laughs> so. Um, they're the most susceptible to cyber crime. So, um, what do you what do you think about that, uh, Mickey? You're you're in, entrenched in the, in the industry. What what cities are still having some privacy challenges? Well, I would uh, I would uh, um, I mean I would definitely put New Orleans, Baltimore, um, Detroit, um, Camden, New Jersey. Actually, Camden, New Jersey is I think the officially got the highest uh, murder rate in the country. But, of course, New York is bullseye for the whole world. So, Did you say Camden or Compton? So, uh, <laughs> because I think Compton, <laughs> California has got to be close second. <laughs> yeah, that's where they're actually going out and beating people over the head with laptops and stealing their money. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, riskiest online cities. Number one, Seattle, Washington. Really? Oh, Lord. Yep. Number two, Boston, that's Massachusetts. That's Landslide What's that? Stuff? What's that, Mickey? Uh, how, how does it make how is Seattle the riskiest? Well, it was Norton that actually released the report, so um, I'm sure that uh, you know um, it, it has to do with uh, cities that uh, maybe rank lower on their scale uh, in terms of being able to secure information. Here's the one that's going to really scare you guys to death: the number three. 
<laughs> the, the, the number three riskiest online city is Washington, D.C. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's some pretty scary stuff. But hey, one of the one of the final trends that you that you talk about in driving mobile marketing, you talk a little bit about uh, about privacy groups, uh, Mickey. You talk about Facebook and uh, and uh, you know the 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 look the looks to be trying to you know to to take out of the marketplace behavior based targeted advertising and stuff. So let's let's uh, dwell into that a little bit in our last segment here. Yes, uh, great. Uh you know, I mean, if you follow the news of the past two days, I mean, they've, uh, they've tried to int- they've introduced this bill at Congress uh, that will severely restrict uh, the use of personally identifiable data for targeted marketing. And this is opted in data. And uh, it affects uh, not just mobile, but online advertising as well. And one of the, um, I believe, one of the um, uh, uh, issues in that bill. Uh, relates to the longevity of the data in your uh, database. And I believe you've got to scrap, scrap the data every 18 months or something that's sold, or you've got to ask for permission. I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, if you go and make an opt-in, uh, consumers will not opt-in to advertising as such. I mean, they, they like advertising because it offers you a value in return. But if Congress goes ahead and listens to all these privacy groups who have never run a business before, and if they decide that behavioral-based targeted advertising uh, is not kosher, you're going to be spammed in, uh, when you go to a news website. You're going to get uh, non-targeted direct mail. You're going to get commercials that have next to nothing to do with you. Uh, you're going to get uh, uh, you know, print ads in your local editions that have no correlation to your neighborhood or the season or whatever. I mean, so I feel that uh, you know, ad agencies and publishers and uh, advertisers and marketers should basically uh, educate the public on the use, uh, on the ethical use of data and educate Congress as well. Yeah, and we, we've discussed that quite a bit. We've had several Internet uh, attorneys come on the show. And we, we talked through that as well, going back to, you know, to I know that uh, there's, some affiliates out there that are starting to write in their blogs that they're having some challenges, uh, you know, with uh, with social media sites, um, you know, really almost uh, almost shutting down millions and millions of dollars worth of traffic from affiliate marketers, and uh, uh, and it's starting to actually kind of kind of ripple through the marketplace a little bit. Kevin, are you hearing anything on, on this on this range as well? Yeah, um, I don't know if it really has to do with. Privacy, though, I think, I mean, the Facebook thing that we talk about, you know, for the past couple of weeks is user experience. So for whatever reason, they feel that uh, that all affiliates don't provide to a good user experience. So I, I, uh, I beg to differ there because I feel that ads are just a part of the way business is done. I mean, if Facebook wants to do a paid model, then they could do a paid model with no ads. But that they're taking the advertising business, they should allow it to be an equal playing field. And, and if... Their compliance department approves an ad. It should be able to uh, to show. I really um, I'm baffled as to why they would approve ads and then all of a sudden tell people, "No, you can't run them, and you're not adding to our user experience. We're shutting you down." Uh, and that unfortunately has been the, um, the the stance that they've taken. Now, you know, I've heard from people that I know that know that claim to know people uh, higher up that uh, that their whole their whole move is just to get rid of affiliates altogether and have no affiliate marketers market through them, but rather just deal with their bigger, bigger advertisers and their name brand advertisers. 
Um, so we'll see. It's, it's definitely interesting. Um, I know we're trying to get MySpace on the phone and, or on the show, and we'll probably get them next week. They at least, like, like affiliate marketers, they want our business. They're trying very, very hard <laughs> to earn our business. So, I mean, that's really where we're putting a lot of our uh, focus right now is with my ads and MySpace uh, ads and, and a couple of others. So, you know, that's, uh, that's where it's at. It's going to keep on evolving, keep on changing, you know. Uh, it's, it's just the way the market is, and as long as you're ahead of the curve, as we always are, you know, you'll adapt and change. That's what keeps it fun, you know. It's never, uh, never two days the same. It's definitely not. Uh, what was that? That old movie. Uh, that you know, the same Ground, day over and over again. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Exactly. There's no Groundhog Day here. That's for sure. <laughs> no groundhogs in here, Mickey. What's what's your take on that? Well, you know, I mean, Facebook is trying its level best to squeeze out as much revenue as it can get from its users. Unfortunately, uh, users don't understand how the heck do you sustain a business like Facebook if there's no way to monetize it. It's not a free service. I mean, it's, there's someone has to pay something somewhere. So I do believe in uh, advertising support and media. The only thing is that Facebook seems to uh, provoke a backlash, backlash every single time they tweak their privacy policy. I don't think these guys know how to position themselves pro properly. And I don't think they understand that since they sit on mounds and mounds and mounds of data, that you can't just simply every two months or three months decide to change your policy. You've got to, you've got to stand for something and stick by it for at least a good year or two. I mean, they tried right. uh, that beacon service of theirs, and they just muddied the water for everybody else. And that is my worry. You know, I mean, I'm a publisher, for God's sake. I mean, I dread what will come out of Washington because, you know what, every single thing that Washington says and does affects me. Sitting in New York, you know, I mean, I'm affected, too. I mean, I'm an advertising-supported product here. And, you know, I made a decision years ago that I will not collect any personally identifiable data and use it because I knew I saw this coming down the road. But for the vast majority of online businesses, they need some idea of what their users are up to so that they can sell advertising against it. That's the way of life. And right. Facebook uh, is, you know... Uh, you know, approaching its advertising uh, opportunities in a very ham-handed manner. And I don't understand why, you know, they don't work with image consultants and with proper advisors to understand that, hey, go easy on the number of changes you make to your privacy policy. Well, the, well, that and just the drastic changes, because you're right, because now what's happening is they've cut off all the affiliate marketers, so they've got the repetition where, A, the name brand advertisers have decided to keep are re the ads are repeating over and over again. They're not getting a good bang for their buck because they're getting the same CPM. There's no frequency cap on Facebook when you buy ads. So the same person may be seeing the same ad seven or eight times because it's not such a, such a big pool of people buying. So they're not getting their, their value uh, out of the buy anymore. And as a user, I'm annoyed because I'm seeing the same damn ads over and over again. So, I mean, I, I definitely I think it's, uh, it, 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 it's an easy out to blame somebody else for their shortcomings as, as far as a business model. And it really, you know, it's, a, it's a real shame. Yeah, well, as I said, in the end, what's going to happen is, uh, you know, it's a battle of um, between, you know, uh, the free model supported by advertising or completely paid. And, you know, it's anybody's guess in the next two years what's going to happen. But I do feel if you're a publisher or if you're dependent on advertising, uh, be very careful with the data you have and be very careful with the messages you send out to the larger public because, you know, there are lawyers out there waiting for someone to trip. And, uh, right. you know, 
if if Congress creates a law, uh, uh, the, uh, the country's lawyers feast on it. So, you know, be prepared. Absolutely. Uh, talking, of course, with Mickey Khan. Mickey uh, is a contributor, mobile marketer, and uh, uh, Mickey, uh, really appreciate you. Great insight, uh, great article that's in there. If you guys uh, have a chance, you should go to Mobile Marketer, take a look at Mickey's articles. Uh, there's also uh, other articles that he's written in the past. Excellent, excellent uh, journalist. Mickey, thanks for being on the Inbox Show. Thank you very much, John, and good luck with everything else. Thank you again. We'll have you back as well. Mickey Kahn, right. a contributing writer to Mobile Marketer. Kevin, good show today. We got some really some really Definitely. great guests, didn't we? We absolutely did, John. This is always, uh, always fun, and we're getting close to our one-year anniversary, right? A few weeks. Yeah, we are going to. We are going to celebrate our one-year anniversary coming up uh, the week of uh, June 21st. And, Brasco, you were there for the beginning of Inboxed Radio. Can you believe it's been a year? Yeah, no, it's been about a year, and it did, but there's been so much has happened in the last year. Well, I think the one thing that it is so much has happened is I'm really excited and pleased about the, the quality of guests that we've had on the show and the way we've been able to tie different themes together. Um, I, I think people from the from the feedback, Kevin, that you're getting and that we're getting as well, that, uh, that uh, people want us to continue to do the show. Oh, definitely. It's a lot of uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and we have a lot of positive feedback. You know, we started as just primarily an email marketing show, but it seems that the uh, and and everything melding and all the different media is being there. Uh, you know, a lot of our email marketers have turned into quote unquote media buyers. So you know, it's uh, we're delivering what people are asking for, and obviously, we want you to keep your comments coming. If you want to hear hear about you know different trends or different things, we'll definitely. Uh, Put them on the show. What we, don't, we didn't want to do is bore everybody with, uh, you know, with technical details about email marketing. But we definitely have the knowledge and the expertise. So if that's uh, you want to hear more about that, just drop me an email, Kevin K E V I N at x y the number seven dot com, and uh, we'll uh, we'll cover that in the show as well. Well, great, great. Got a great show planned for uh, next week. We're going to be talking with On24. On24 uh, creates virtual environments. They create virtual trade shows, and they do webcasting. And hopefully we'll go ahead and have Missy Ward on to talk a little bit about about that great charity event that we're having. And, Brasco, you've got an event coming up right now as well. You want to go ahead and share what's uh, coming up in June with your AFCON uh, program? Absolutely. A couple things uh, just got, got added June 21st to the 23rd in Denver. You can find them more at AFFCON2010.com. Uh, hotel rooms are getting booked by the day. Uh, you got to get your rooms as soon as you can. And make sure you go ahead and sign up as soon as you can. Joel Com has just been added as a keynote speaker for day one. Nice. That's awesome. fantastic. We have another keynote yet to announce. And, of course, we still have Jeremy Shoemaker doing a day two keynote. We're we'll doing a live stage version of his radio show he's done with us, The Shoe Money Show. We're looking forward to getting more information about that. And I'll be doing a roundtable, so before anybody puts me on the show, I've already committed to doing a roundtable, or being part of a panel, actually, Rasco. So this, uh, this week I don't get any surprises of, hey, you're going to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a couple of sponsor sessions. Uh, tracks are filling up really nicely. A lot, there's going to be a lot of talk about the Colorado tax, uh, ethics, legislation. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of good things. We have a new sponsor session, uh, um, cleaning up the uh, the industry. It's a lot of things happening, and so the agenda's changing day to day. Well, great. I want to thank our elite sponsor, Jose Cuervo, for helping get me through this show. 
<laughs> it actually oh. has been a lot of fun. A special Cinco de Mayo greetings going out to everybody. Brasco, thank you for the props thank and you. the tunes behind us as well. Hey, again, uh, for those of you that have just joined us, we do this show live every Wednesday at 2 o'clock on the Pacific Coast, 5 o'clock if you're on the East Coast. And you can go to Inboxed Radio. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D radio.com. You can pick up some archive shows, see the superstar lineup of people that we have on the show and who's going to be coming up on the show next. For Kim and D. Vincenzi, the click father, for Brasco done the ones and twos in the studio, for Anthony Alves out here in our Las Vegas studio, I am the Big Fabu. I'm John Fondy. Thanks for listening to this edition of Inboxed Radio.